Today we have Anton talking with Kitty to get the perspective of a work from home mom this time of COVID. Now, if you are as busy as Kitty, you might want to check out our presenting sponsor, SeeADoc. SeeADoc is a marketplace for healthcare services that provides online appointments, payments, and pre-consultation advice between patients and doctors. If you're a patient who needs to consult with a doctor but want to do it safely, then register on www.seeadoc.com and download our app today. See you, Doc. Innovating healthcare. And now, here's Anton and Kitty. Podcasting from the Pearl of the Orient, Manila, Philippines, this is Shift Forward, where we talk about getting things done and all things productivity. And now your host, Coach Rai and Anton. Hi there. Good evening. Hi, good evening. So, Kitty, can you tell us about yourself? How are you doing right now? And what's your status in the ECQ environment? Okay, so hello everyone. So I'm I'm actually a working mom. I have two kids, a boy and a girl, um, aged six and seven. So you can just imagine how it is working from home. So for the past month, I've been juggling the role of a mom, um, an employee, as well as the person who cook and you know do the laundry here. My husband does the other chores. So because um, we don't have any house help around. Um, how has it been so far? It's a love-hate relationship. I think there's um, there are ups and downs. It's physically tiring and sometimes emotionally draining. But I think it's a stress I'm willing to take. As the day goes by, I'm starting to actually enjoy the daily hustle of balancing. Starting to become the new normal. You've mentioned that... Um this situation is a good stress or a good challenge for you. Is that because you see yourself um, developing out of the situation? Well, it, was, it has been my lifelong dream to actually be a, to be a full-time mom. Mm-hmm. So when, when we found out that we're going to start working from home, this kind of... Um, and optimism that you know, I finally get to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, it's probably something that I realized that it's always greener <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. So I'd like to consider this as an opportunity. It's like a test run if my life dream is something that I really want. I don't know. Did that answer your question? Yeah. My question about work from home is, did you have a prior work from home arrangement before the country went into ECQ? Mm, Actually, no. The only work from home experience I had was when I was pregnant with my second child. I was on bed rest for, for like the last two months before I gave birth. And I'm actually an accountant, so I was doing finance that time. And it was year and closing. So you can just imagine the stress. So 
So it's like technically you're in bed and it sounds it sounds so comfortable, but it's mentally draining as well. So it was literally work from bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with regard to working arrangement, um, what's the major difference with um, working from the office and the current situation where you're working from home? One major difference is that definitely there are no kids when you're working at the office. So you can automatically switch to work mode. But when you're at home, you have to balance your role as a mom, as a cook, as well as a, as an employee. So there's no concept of time anymore. As much as you want to establish routine, you just can't. So it's, there's like, um, you can't draw a line between your personal space, your workspace, and they're just everywhere. So you just really have to make the best out of it. Okay, you've mentioned about balancing different roles. Um, being a mom, being an employee, being the chef or the cook at the house, and also being a wife. And how does this work? How, how do you manage within a period of time that you're able to assume or fulfill these roles? Maybe balancing is not really the right term. I think it's important at first to establish a routine. And I somehow tried applying, you know, what I do at work, wherein we try to list down all of the things you do. You do a product backlog. And then you try to plan at the start of the day what needs to be done. I mean, you need to also, there has to be that acknowledgement that you're undergoing through a change right now. And then, you know, that at first, um, it's not expected that, you know, everything's going to run smoothly at first. So you're on that phase very, um, well, every time I go through a certain change, I always keep in mind that, you know, at start, there's a storming phase before there comes um, a norming phase. Storming before norming. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. And do you have do you have a biggest challenge now? I think the biggest challenge now is um, we have limited help. So the only ones who can actually do a chores are me and my husband. So we we kind of somehow define our roles in the house or, or else you're, you're going to be all over the place, right? You cannot assume that you will be doing this and then your husband will be doing this choice. You have to define it. Um, there has to be that statement of work that, okay, I'll do the cooking, we do the <laughs> washing the dishes. So that's very important. Define the scope of the work arrangements. And then I think you really have to make everyone do their role. Like even my kids, I tried to convince myself that the house needs to be clean all the time. Like their bed has to be made up after they wake up. But then I just came into the point that this is something that I cannot do alone. So we started training our kids to really do some responsibilities in the house 
So I made them do some chores as well. I kind of delegated work. How did that happen? Was it easy transition for them um, doing the household chores? No, it wasn't because you have to be a role model for them. So you have to show them. It's fun doing the chores. <laughs> <laughs> and how long did it take them for, for them to see that it's fun? Well, well, you're, you have to sound like one of those kids' TV show hosts. You have to have a high-pitched voice and, you know, kind of sound like, Hey kids, do you want to learn how to clean your room? Something like that. It has to be convincing because they have to get that sense that it's a good work. It's something that they need to do. Um, it's something that you also love doing. So it's not a burden that you're passing on to them. And trying to tell them to have that sense of responsibility at a very young age. I think what also helped is at night, we talk about our favorite part of the day. What is their least favorite part of the day and how did they show act of kindness? So it's something that they're actually looking forward to. Okay, that's, that's a good practice. And I'd like to know where did you get that practice or was it something that you as a person already practicing? I, I read it in an article. Um, I was going through this article and it's something like the four questions that you should be asking your kids every day. The fourth question is actually if they have any questions about this day. So it has become a routine. They actually love it. So the first question is what's your yes what's your most favorite part of the day? Okay. The second is what is your least favorite part of the day? The third is how did you show act of love and kindness? I folded the blanket. She folded the blanket, see? And then the fourth question is do you have any questions about this? Day? I think it's a simple mindfulness act that you can also apply to yourself. So it's good that we, are, we get to introduce these kinds of mindfulness exercises to our kids at a young age. Okay, it's good that you mentioned about mindfulness um, because the next question is about mindful pause. So uh -huh. how's your me time during the ECQ period? Okay. So when it comes to me time, I am very, very selfish. I make it a point that... Uh, I spend time for myself. So, and I'm very, I'm very glad that my husband actually respects that. So, some me time activities, well, I tried exercising, but it doesn't spark joy. So, so I, I, I like to draw. So, I, 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 I draw a lot. I sketch a lot. I do paint. Um, I downloaded this mindfulness app called Calm. So they have some mindfulness exercises. They have meditations, um, listening to music. And then my husband and I find time to, to drink as well. So we somehow go on our dates at the balcony. Yeah, that's, that's not me time anymore. But what do you do during the date? Yeah, we just talk and drink together. And sometimes we just, we just keep silent. Enjoying the <laughs> it's moment. Just, yeah, and it's just like our time away from the kids. 
Don't get me wrong. Ha. I love my kids. Yes, yes, I yes. I, I, I know. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> you just really have to have some time for yourself. Yes, yeah, so my wife and I also do that. Yes. Um, drinking together and telling the kids to stay in their room because yeah. they want that um, time for us alone because all of our time are for the kids. So, yes. We also have yeah, and I... I stay in the bathroom. I I realize that I stay longer in the bathroom than what is usual. I just, you know, stare in the mirror, just do mm-hmm. something. I think it's that, you know, anything that you do by yourself, I think what's important is you just really hold no judgment of what you're doing because as soon as you start thinking that what you're doing is probably weird or selfish or unfair for your kids or start thinking about the, the many chores that you have or lots of things that you do. Then you go, you know, you, you kind of derail again. Yeah, because you're doing something that's for you and should be beyond the biases of the society or biases of the other people. Yes, I think it's very important. A lot of people really take breaks for granted. They don't take time to pause and you know, just enjoy doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Was the mindful pause already practiced before ECQ or was it only during ECQ that um, you discovered that this is very important. No, I started um, being conscious about mindfulness and, you know, trying to be aware of your mental health when the previous office that I worked for is actually closing down. So we only had a few months left before, um, you know, we need to look for other jobs. So even if I try to convince myself that, um, you know, the package is good, I'm still young, I can still get work, the anxiety is still there. So I think that's where I started, you know, becoming aware. It's really important to have a good mental state of mind. So I actually um, booked myself for a therapy and they gave me tips. So one of it is to practice mindfulness, enjoying the present and not anything else. Acknowledge whatever you feel without any judgment. So I actually those two things are the things that I really remember the most, which I get to apply every time I go through uh, a big change. Something like you know when we're doing this work from home. Um, can we focus on the job security aspect or the closing down of office? Because right now, I think a lot of people have that feeling um how long is the company staying afloat how secured is their job do you have any tips for people who are undergoing that anxiety or stressful period Mm, yeah i think first of all if anyone is feeling that kind of anxiety i think it's it's important to tell yourself that it's okay to feel that. So again, acknowledge what you're feeling without any judgment because it's it's normal. 
Um, and probably try not to worry about the future so much. Just try to uh, focus on things that you, you can control because you cannot really control the, the future. What you can what, what you can definitely control is the now. So it's really not up to you, right? So I think that's what mindfulness, that's what how I understood mindfulness is just really being able to act on the now mm -hmm. then worrying about the future that is really uncertain yeah it's it's good that you've mentioned that you're accepting reality as it is rather than escaping reality because that's where the struggle starts for most people with regard to being anxious being in a state of stress um I, I was glad that you've mentioned that because it's um, very important for people to start doing that or start thinking about it because if not then i'm pretty certain that um the those anxiety attacks will start creeping in, into their lives yeah i think a year ago i wouldn't be that open you know of what has happened I wouldn't but if you think about it now I think it's it's becoming um, you know more conscious of your mental state is very important so I'm not saying that I'm in a bad my mental health is not good but it's just like consider yourself you, you know your physical health when you feel like um, you have a headache you check for your blood pressure, right? So I think it, it goes the same with your mental health. You don't wait for something to happen before you act on anything. And I think that's something that, you know, I, it's something that we should be acknowledging and talking about as, you know, part of, it's, it's part of the new normal. You don't just consider your physical well-being, but your you have to consider your mental well-being as well. Okay, so any other thing that you'd like to do to improve your mental well-being moving forward? Because um, this ECQ might get prolonged or might be extended again. Uh -huh. What do you think are the mental preparations for people so that um, they're able to cope with um, the situation? I think you need to find you know, some new learnings for yourself. Do something new. I'm thinking of taking a break from work, even if it means I'm just staying at home. But the thought of not thinking about work is, is very helpful for that. Um, and how to cope up with the situation. So take a break. And then you just really have to consciously tell yourself that you're going through uh, a new normal. So we've gone through the storming phase and we're really going through the norming phase. And it's just, you know, how life should be. Thanks for those wonderful insights, Kitty. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate your openness in discussing those things. And thank you. Thanks again for listening to Shift Forward. This is Coach Rai with Anton. And if you have any questions for us, please do leave a message through Anchor or you can always send us an email at hello at shift-forward.com. That's hello at shift 
www.forward.com. Thanks and talk to you again soon.